0: Hello everybody, welcome back. We are going to be restarting this series. That's uh, interesting. So I know I have released, uh, or you, well, you may have seen, I have released uh, lessons one, two, uh, three, uh, five and six are, c- are coming out today as a series together. Uh, we also had uh, seven and eight. Now I'm gonna do one, two today, three, four today as well, and four, five, six, seven, and eight. All today we're gonna to finish all of them today and I'm gonna be re-recording like the, I'm gonna do these again and again every day uh, okay so let's start off again with lesson one we just want to get this over with I know I, I honestly I want this test to be over with I'm not gonna be doing this again next week because my test is this week so you can help this, uh, you can use this for next week um, okay so let's start so um, Uh, So, protons are positive, electrons are negative, neutrons don't have any electricity, an atom is the smallest part of an element with the element's properties and their tiny particles and stuff like that. Pretty obvious. Um, The positive and neutral are in the nucleus uh, and the negatives are out. Okay, so neutrons, neutral, protons, positive, electrons, like, you know, uh, we've served electrons so many times that we know now that it's uh, negative, right? Static charges, so objects can become charged when electrons move from one another, right? And the electric static charge that builds up on the device on the, on the surface of the object uh, is called static charge or static electricity. These charges are static because uh, they remain very nearly fixed. So we learned this uh, later. But in lesson four, we talk about the fact that um, there's different types of electricity types, right? There's current electricity and static. So static is kind of like uh, fixed in a way, right? So see, like it says, these are they're very nearly fixed in one location unless if they're given a path to escape. On the other hand, something like current electricity, they keep on moving back and forth and sort of stuff like that, right? Um, so, like I was saying, um, the let's say if there's more protons than um, protons than electrons, then it's positive. There's more electrons than protons, then it's negative. And if there's a equal balance of them, then it is neutral. Okay, uh, then it is neutrally charged or not charged at all, right? Um, all solid materials are charged by the transfer of electrons. So every device, like I said. Everything, I don't know why I keep on calling things devices, but everything is um, charged by uh, the transfer electrons and atoms lose and gain uh, uh, electrons in many different ways. So friction, induction, uh, there's also... Stuff like, uh, oh wait, induction we haven't covered yet. We're covering it next lesson, but I think I'm going to mention that. So there's different types of methods for charging. There's charging by contact, and that occurs when electrons transfer from the charged object to the neutral object. So induction by contact is when you actually touch it. So two objects touch, right? The electrons go to one side, and the neutrons, uh, the pr- protons go to. Uh, go, sorry, so it gets the same uh, electrons as uh, the one that it touches. So let's say if a negative or neutral touches a, uh, or like a negative touches a neutral. Um, no, sorry, a negative touches a positive. Wait, one second. Here, let's just look at the diagram. Let's say if. A negative uh comes near a neutral one. Sorry, that's what I meant. It'll repel the electrons in the neutral. Uh, oh, no, no. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so... It just gets the same charge as the one that it touched it because the electrons move from one object to another. That's how it works, Okay, I don't have to complicate this. Okay, so back to this. So friction um, and the movement of electrons, Okay, So um, all, um, like I said, yeah, uh, friction is the force resisting the relative motion of two surfaces in contact. When two of them rub together, this is like contact the force of friction can remove the electrons from right when you're moving when you're doing friction one can lose electrons one can lose lose protons so let's say if the there's protons in this one there's electrons in this one the electrons from this one may go to the uh, like see the electrons on this one and the this one if they um, if two neutral ones go together one's going to be negative one's going to be positive right um and that's how it works so and also uh, friction no electrons lost they're just simply just transferred right uh and each of uh, these different um, uh, sorry these different substances have a certain ability to hold on to electrons there is the triboelectric series just remember triboelectric series triboelectric series triboelectric series this is a table used to reelect to to tell the um, the tend to gain and tend to lose uh, electrons and it just shows on a graph like which ones are more, which ones are less. And let's say if, for example, on the graph, let's say if we rub steel and silk, right? The steel is most likely going to, well, lose the, uh, is going to gain the electrons from the silk, and the silk may turn into a positive. See, so it says here, uh, the, uh, let's say, um, the silk will. Uh, lose electrons because uh, it is higher on the um, table, and the electrons from the silk are transferred down to the steel, and that makes the steel negative. And yeah, that's basically it. Uh, back to what I was saying. So there's the laws of attraction and repulsion. So the laws say opposite attracts, neg- um, same, don't attract, they repel. Conductor allows electrons to move freely. Insulator keeps them like tight, keeps them remain in place, doesn't let them move, resists them. Any sort of chemical that has the electrons, anything really that has electrons, it doesn't allow to uh, move. It stays there in place. Uh, and the now it says on the table, uh, water is uh, only an insulator if it's pure. However, if it has dissolved. Um, material minerals uh it is not a um insulator it's actually a conductor and we'll cover this again in another like there's another lesson i think lesson four again lesson four is quite a quite a lesson <laughs> um and in lesson four it says right here uh that uh, okay never mind uh, we'll cover that when it comes uh but basically just how the, the way it works is you know Okay, so Charles Augustine de Coulomb was a French physicist who worked with this, so uh, he worked and he found very different discoveries, and they made a unit uh, for static electricity by his name. It's called the Coulomb unit. Uh, One coulomb equals 6.24 times 10 to the power of 18. Electrons added to or removed from a neutral object. Okay, Uh, moving on. Um... We can use electroscopes to uh, detect static charge, and electroscope is one of the things that we can use to study static electricity. And the study of static electricity charges is called electrostatic. So, unit. So, let's say if you want to become an electrostatician, you basically study um, like uh, static so like electric charges, right? That is the electrostatics is this subject that you study. Similarly, if you're an astronomer, astronomer, you study astronomy right you are a um, yeah so in order to predict what charges to transfer to an electroscope you can use a standard set of charged objects such as ebonite and glass so before rubbing and after rubbing you can tell that there's a bit of friends between so and all that stuff so you just rub it and see like um, before rubbing it was neutral after rubbing it became negative because See, they were both neutral, right? One's going to have more res- uh, more uh, affinity, so it's going to get attracted, and that's how it works, right? So when a negatively charged rod is brought up to a near electroscope, the electrons in the electroscope are repelled by the rod, and the electroscopes move down into the leaves of the electroscopes, and these leaves are now both negatively charged, so they repel, right? They don't attract, so they're going to repel. So, like it says, you touch the... Um, the rod on the if the rod comes nearby right like if, if it's touched or brought nearby obviously the electrons are going to be repelled by the rod because the rod is um mostly negative right the mostly negative rod is obviously going to make them go down and then they're not going to attract they're going to repel from each other uh, but on the other hand let's say if we were to take a positive one and the electrons would go up to the uh electroscope or if it was uh, yeah so it would move up to the thing and the leaves would actually um close for well. actually yeah i think yeah uh charging by contact occurs when electrons uh transfer from the charged object to the neutral object that it touches like i said uh the neutral object gains the same type of charge as the object that it touched because electrons move from one object to the other right so that's our charging comment by contact words and then induction, like I said, induction, it gets, the it gains the opposite, the positives go to the ne- mostly negative side, and the negative, like, the positives are going to go to the negatives, the negatives are going to go to the positives, uh, and they're going to go together, and they uh, become kind of like, sorry, one second, induction, like I said, sorry, um, basically what happens is in contact, right, um, they they're gonna it's gonna become it's gonna gain the same type of charge as the object that it touched because the electrons move from one object to the other, right? And induction, right, is the movement of electrons within a substance uh caused by the nearby charged object without depth so the way it works is the elect the let's say if the thing is positively charged, right? The electrons are going to go up, but if it's like negatively charged, it's going to want to go down, right? Uh, because it's not attracted to it. Okay, moving on. When you charge an object by induction, you use a charged object to induce a charge in a neutral object, so you cause it to kind of like start it. So, charging by induction starts the uh, charge in the neutral object, and then the ground and then ground the charged object that contains the charge this newly charged object has the opposite charge so induction opposite um contact is um similar grounding right like i said grounding is the process of charging a uh, charge product to the ground right to the earth's surface when you connect the charged object to the ground, you like provide it for a path to move to see, Let's say if there was a negatively uh, charged rod, if you grounded it, the electrons are going to go in your finger. Let's say if you ground it with your finger, it's going to go up your finger because you've given it a path to go up to, right? And that way it's going to be, it's going to want to move away from the repulsive influence, right? Because they don't like attracting to the same, uh, to, to the uh, same type of electricity, right? And when you remove the charge the grounded object, the electroscope is left with a positive charge because all the electron a lot of electrons have moved to, you know, your uh, finger to your body. Uh, but if a positively charged object comes near a neutral electroscope, it attracts the electrons in the neutral electroscope. so they all go up. Right. And if you ground the neutral things, you're letting the the electro you're giving the path for the electrons to go down to the surface, right? And down to the um, to the like the ball part of it, right? On your move the thing's are gonna be left with an elect negative charge because there's so many electric uh, like extra electrons that are trapped on, right? So grounding uh can uh remove or give uh electrons to um the uh the electroscope so it can make it positive or negative, right? And the leaves can basically tell like what's what's up. Uh, now, electrical discharge. Now, you may be wondering, what is electrical discharge? Okay, so electrical discharge. Discharge in general means rapid um, release of something, right? So, an electrical discharge means like a spark, right? Like a spark is electrical discharge. It's a thunderstorm. Uh, like like it says, a spark is a I think lightning is another example, very large example that is charged. Uh, and that is caused by induction, right? So it's interesting to note that the air is normally an insulator, and Earth is a donor of and receiver of charge, and is also so large that it is considered overall not affected by the electron transfer of huge lightning strikes. As a result, the ground is in. so Earth doesn't get affected by it because it's so big, right? Like Earth has a really big land mass, and it has a lot of resistance, right? And the thing is, uh it's, air is normally a uh, insulator, right? So the insulator, um, being an insulator, it allows electrons to move freely, but the uh, ground is more neutral. It's always considered neutral and stuff like that. So because the air is um, an in, like a insulator, it's allowed to transfer electrons because it's not like, because conductors cause it to just not be able to move insulators uh allow it to freely roam let me just double check that is a true fact yeah so insulators um sorry 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 oh shoot okay so what is that's that's the thing though so that's the interesting part um induction causes um lightning right and um lightning is caused by induction and the air is an insulator, meaning that it doesn't allow electrons to move very freely. Um, and Earth is because and that the fact that Earth is a donor-receiver charge, it's so large that it doesn't get affected by the electron transfer. And as a result, the girl is always considered neutral. So the air, yeah. So basically, that's it. Uh, Electrostatic generators, uh, so scientists use several devices in the laboratory to study how static charges create lightning and other phenomena, such as the static that affects closes coming out of the dryer. The Van de Graaff generator creates charge through friction between the roller and the belt, and then the transfer of the charge to a large metal sphere. Okay, what I'm going to do is, because I know I'm going to be recording this lesson again... I'm gonna be highlighting the parts that I oh, we're highlighting the highlighting the parts that I don't understand. So I'm gonna re-explain electrostatic generators again tomorrow because I'm a bit stuck on it. Um, and as we go, if anyone has any like parts, I think we should be asking your teacher because she can she or he can really help you out, maybe. Let me just uh, uh, electrostatic generators, a bit confused on it, lightning is a bit, like, you know, electrical discharges. we understand, grounding, I'm going to just take a little star, maybe I may want to discuss it, because it's a bit stuck on it, kind of, even though I kind of understand it, the charging by contact makes sense, sort of, yeah, I think that, that'll be fine, but I'm just going to put a little um, but yeah, it's pretty obvious. The Charging by contact, they get the same charge. Induction, opposite. It continued. Uh, so the electrostatic generators I'm going to make sure to check next, uh, next class. Lightning, I'm also going to be seeing what's up with that. Um, I'm going to make sure to highlight different parts that I don't really understand sometimes. Because the thing is, um, if I don't understand it and I can't explain it, then it's not a really good thing because that way we can't really uh get good on the get the like good marks on the test um i'm just gonna yeah, so lesson one we're done lesson two we're done let's just go through the uh, summary so summary of this lesson solid materials are charged by the transfer of electrons when an atom gains electrons it becomes negatively charged okay when an atom loses electrons, it becomes positively charged. Electrons can be removed from objects through friction, so friction can make it remove the uh, thing, but it doesn't make them lose electrons or protons or any sort of type of like electricity, I guess I'd say. Uh, particles with unlike charges attract to each other, and particles with like charges repel from each other. Electrical insulators and conductors and materials categorized by freely uh, by how freely they allow electrons to move. Um, electroscopes are instruments uh, that detect electrostatic star- electrical charge. Um, and if charging by contact, an re- originally neutral substance gains the same charge as the tra- object that touches it. Induction, opposite. Neutral uh, are attracted to charged objects, so that is an important fact. And grounding an object causes the transfers of electrons between the object and the ground, making the object neutral. And an electrical discharge occurs when charges are quickly transferred. Right. So, discharge means quick, just quickly, just, right. Um, so I just got that covered. So we've covered one and two today. I did. Uh, I think I'm gonna start. I may start off with number three now, cause just in case. Uh, number three. I'm gonna try to start a little star right there, cause that is a bit of a cookie and this also this one the electrostatic precipitator i will not be able to explain so i'm not going to really even mention it maybe uh oh here it is so electrostatic precipitators work by creating charged waste particles and using electrostatic attraction to remove the particles okay so they basically work by taking thing and it says here the electrostatic um precipitator makes uses of the laws of static charges to clean it so the gases um the from a factory can contain tiny particles of pollutants cause but called particulate matter one way to clean the glass before it's in before it's released is to send it through the pipes that change the charge the particle matter negatively right so basically um so the way it works is clean the glass before gas before it's released to send it to the pipes that change it negatively and then the gas then moves to an area that is positively charged place. So that's basically it. That's how it works. Okay. So that, that makes sense. But I'm, that's not one of the things I'm really going to write because it says there's three different applications. There's this one, there's the, there's three different environmental app- applications that we can use, like the different uh, use of static charges, right? So there's the environmental applications, photocopying and spray painting. So photocopying the way it works is, the we start off with a drum the drum is an insulator and uh it becomes a conductor when it's exposed to light but it's a positive charge is created on the drum right and then the image is on the photo of the thing is rejected onto the drum and then where the light hits in the drum the area becomes conductive and it loses its charge and becomes neutral right conductive means that it allows it to freely uh, allow it to move and it becomes neutral and the dark areas that are around it uh, the dark areas that, were, that are highlighted are still uh, positively charged and then the ink is sprayed into the drum and as they get out the sprayer they become negative and then that sprays directly on the thing very cleanly and um, and it sticks, the toner sticks onto the charged areas of the thing and that creates a copy of the original paper and then a sheet of paper is pressed on it, right, and the picture gets um, obviously put on there. And then the the paper is still charged and may be warm after it comes out of the photocopier. So that's why whenever you take something out of the printer, you feel like it's always hot and stuff. Take if you take a photocopy, you take a online print uh, like online photo and stuff like that. Anything really, it will feel warm. Uh, our ability to control and direct thing has allowed us to. Ta- ta- ta. And then so spray paint, I feel like is the easiest thing so the way i think about it the, the way it's really written is so spray paint from a spray paint takes uh wastes a lot of paint right so electrostatic can really be useful to help this so the paint the paint coming out of the nozzle gains a positive charge through fiction and then the surface has been given a negative charge and then unlike charges attract so the paint is attracted to the surface of the car, and therefore there's less uh, bounce and overspray, and that way the smooth the finish is smooth and and uniform. So you spray it once negative, one's positive. Obviously the positive thing are going to stick, and that's that way it's going to be very uh, a really nice finish instead of it all over the place and sometimes going in places that you don't want it to go. Right? It's going to go on the floor. It's going to go everywhere. Right? And you don't want that to happen. Um, and so Continuing Lesson 3, let's just quickly finish it up. It's fine. We'll do Lesson 1, 2, and 3. And then 4, 7, and 8 can go together, I guess. I don't know. Or I may just do 4 separately. I don't. We haven't covered it yet, but I will just do 4, 7, and 8, I guess, separately. Uh, but it will be a bit of a bigger lesson. This one's kind of short. Like, I mean, yes, it's over 20 minutes, but think about it. Last episode, uh, so 5 and 6 is 20 minutes. This is going to be like 26 maybe, 27. Uh, so that's like just 15. Like forty-five well not forty-five. About fifty minutes for four lessons, which is not bad at all. I feel if I'm being completely honest. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Not for four lessons. Oh yeah, for four lessons. Well, no, for five lessons. No, five lessons, right? So you're it's like ten minutes each lesson, right? Yeah. Okay, so continue. Um airplanes have needle-like projections located in various places on the wings and plane body. The force of repulsion between charges becomes so strong, and around a point, the charges will disperse into the air from the point. Static charge buildup is particularly dangerous when using flammable materials. Right? I'm gonna cover the uh, st- grounding static charges again tomorrow. But like, there's stuff like the, the lightning rod that I really understand. So basically, what a lightning rod does is it just um, directs the electricity down to the ground so that it is not damaged, right? So, uh, um, and similarly, like for trees, the sap uh, of the tree, the sap inside a tree conducts the thing and that goes, um, conducts the electricity go, to go down to the ground, right? Uh, so moving on, static charge buildup is particularly dangerous when it comes to using flammable materials, right? So static charge can be dangerous when using parallel materials. When airplanes are fueled, the very explosive fuel moving through the nozzle creates a buildup of static charges. So it so obviously the explosive fuel can create a buildup of static charges obviously static charge like moving electric uh, can be dangerous, right? Uh, A spark could ignite the fuel, right? If the nozzle comes too close to the airplane's body. And in order for this to happen, right? Uh, the nozzle and the fuel are connected to the ground. I mean, honestly, that wouldn't make sense for you to fuel it up in the like up in the air because how are you supposed to do that? You'd have to make a really long pipe. And plus, it would move. The plane would move if it was in the air. It's not going to stay in one place just like that. Um, you can use your knowledge of static charges to help you uh, understand how to reduce charges. For example, so static charges, so the stuff like um, we use, like, uh stuff like let's say um they say like you can put tennis ball stuff like that it basically mix it it says here so static so like charge buildups are build up when different types of insulators such as uh, nylon and positive polyester rub together or like it says so some have a like electron affinity to hold on to the electric uh electricity so uh, this is why clothes are made of different materials, often stick together. Obviously, if they're the same material, they're not going to stick because they have the same amount of affinity, they're not going to have different like reactions, right? But if they have different amount of affinities, it's just going to affect the. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm a bit confused on it, so I'm going to double check that tomorrow. You know, I okay, could continue. So, for example, side is a buildup up when different types of insulators, such as nylon and polyester, rub together. This is why clothes made up of different materials often stick together when they come out of a drawer, clothes dryer. Lastly, most uh, more charges build up in dry air, such as during winter, because dry air acts as an insulator, sparks caused by static charges can damage sensitive electric equipment. Like I said earlier, so let's say uh, if your power out fully goes out, right, that's going to uh, obviously cause damages. Okay. To summarize lesson three, you may want to go back to lesson like the the other lesson summary just to like. But you can also have this uh, following on. So lightning rods are used to prevent damage to buildings. Uh, Grounding static charges can help prevent sparks near flammable fuels. Uh, Paint sprayers work better if the object and the paint have different charges. Photocopiers use electrostatic principles in their operation. Grounding wires prevent damage to electrical equipment. And lastly, electrical precipitators work by creating charged waste particles and using electrostatic attraction uh, to remove the particles. Okay, so we finished lesson 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you can now, you will see 5, 6 today, and 4, 7, and 8. Um, I know 4, 7, and 8 is a bit of a weird combo, but that's just, yeah. Or I may combine 4 with 5 and 6, and seven, like 5, 6, uh, with 5 and 6, right? I don't know, I'll see. Um, so to finish off, thank you for listening. Um, I honestly, though, I feel like for notes and stuff for the rest of the year, you should be uh, taking notes just to help you around the test. This I feel like my, my uh, podcast may be a good option. Uh, I'm not much of a podcast like, uh, like, I could listen to a podcast, it's interesting, and stuff like that, like, I'm not saying that my podcast is, like, uninteresting, the thing is, I feel like I can't really, it's not really great for me, I'm more of a discussion person, I like talking to people, uh, and that kind of helps me study, honestly, I'm gonna still continue ranting, so if you actually, if it's, like, the last day of school, you may want to, like, I don't know, I'm gonna be recording this anyways, but back to what I was saying, is, I care about, like, this stuff, I want to, um, I love to like help people out in the process, but I'm doing this because it's kind of like my version of the discussion, right? I'm talking to myself, sure, but I'm also technically talking to other people. And if I can help one or two people at least, that can make a big difference, right? Um, you could help all other people. And I, I hope people who are listening to this just share it out. I, that's my goal, right? I want more and more people to hear this. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to listen to these podcasts myself, but I, I feel like I'm going to record this every single day for the next few days uh, until the test comes. And I know I'm going to be doing this next, next, uh, next time, next week. Uh, when we, start, not next week, because next week I don't have a class, but um, when I, re- when we start a new unit, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of the year. And if there are any other units that you want me to cover, any subjects that I'm doing, please do feel free to contact me, one onebangashram at hgsb.ca. I'm if, I, if I'm in that class, or if I have that like the same material as you, I will uh, do it, because right now I'm in semester one, I have only French, geography, science, and, uh, no, it's not French, I don't have French yet. Uh, geography, science, um, phys ed, and uh, business tech. And business, uh, I mean, I don't think it's really point-making podcasts for that, and like the, Subjects that I'm kind of doing right now. There's really no point. Geography. I'm. I'm I don't want to really do that much. But if I. I don't know, but like back to what I was saying. Really. Uh, contact if you want to. I highly re- recommend you talk to your teachers if you have any questions. Um, but even if you have any questions, also please do feel free to tell me if you find out an answer because that way it can help me out as well. Right. Like if I don't know it and stuff like that and I just found out I'll be like, oh okay, that's pretty cool. So um, good luck on your test, um, I hope I've got a good mark this time, uh, I think, uh, hopefully everything will be fine, uh, so, thanks, and, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, see you later, bye.